This is a podcast from the Queen City Podcast Network. They even do that at Trader Joe's with the freezer section. Oh my God. Let's get this party started. Hi, everyone. My name is Jen. My name's Abby. And this is Amuse Boosh. Already having fun with the guests in the building tonight. Absolute blast. So Amanda far. Cranford, welcome. Thanks, guys. To the podcast. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, you showed up with a fresca, and we cheers on that because Absolutely. that is my drink of choice as well. Abby's going to cheers, cheers with a beer that she is not going to drink. I'm going to pretend that what? <laughs> <laughs> I will say tequila and grapefruit soda is one of the classics. You know, if I ate a miracle berry and then drank a grapefruit soda and tequila, I bet I would love it. You would probably love it. I would love it. All right. More to come on that. <laughs> but That's actually why I started drinking Frasca again. Yeah. was because I started mixing it with tequila. Because nice. it's a real good. It's that a is really a... good skinny Paloma. Is that Yoke. Paloma? Yeah. That's a Paloma. Yeah. Awesome. Yep. Awesome. I'll share a story about a Paloma later, um, but I don't want to eat up too much of our time because we have a lot to get to because, Amanda, you are a busy woman. I mean, rumor has it, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I'm a little busy sometimes. Yeah. So um, current owner of Dish. Yes. And Paper I, Plane. Yep. Anything, Anything else? else on your list? I do some consulting for uh, the Royal Tot and Stroke awesome. um, as well. Um, and I've done some consulting over the past couple of years uh, for some other businesses. Awesome. But no, that's about it right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Are you bored? Are you like looking for Actually, I kind of I kind of get bored really fast, which is the problem. And ah. that's how this keeps happening. Because yeah. I'll be like, man, that was really like exhausting and like really stressful. And then it'll get to a point where it's manageable. And I'm like, ooh. What else now? Squirrel. And then before I know it, I'm involved in another business. Well, take us back. Yeah, we need people like you, I think, to infuse energy into the system, right? And then keep working to improve everything. But how, yeah, how did you get to this spot? Like, I think we found out that you're a Charlotte native, so that's unique. I am a Charlotte native. The unicorn. The unicorn. Born, raised, never left. Uh, Totally meant to leave. Never wanted to actually live here my entire life. And then I did the, like, classic early 20s thing where you fall in love and then you don't, like, then you stay. And then that falls apart, which is totally fine. A little cliche, but, yeah. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, it's fine. That's my movie. Um, (laughs) That's the tagline. (laughs) But, yeah, I I kind of wound up in the industry on accident. Um, I, again, I didn't think that this is what I was going to do, but Mm -hmm. I fell in love with uh, being a barista first Nice. Wound up getting hired at a restaurant to barista and like run their coffee program. And then I've told the story like numerous times, but um, the guy that was cooking for this like breakfast spot was so high off his ass that he could not function. They had to drive him home and they were like, what are we going to do? Who can cook eggs? And I was like 20, I think. Yeah. And I was like, I think I can cook eggs. I can do that. I think, I'm pretty, I, think I, I think I got this. I've cooked an egg And they once. put me back in the kitchen, and I never looked back. Oh, I was like, really? this is the shit. I love <laughs> this. Yeah. Um, and then I worked for a couple of other restaurants around town. I wound up working for Reed's Fine Foods for a really long time. Mm-hmm. Ran a production kitchen for them. Left. Um, and then I kind of, like, wandered into an opportunity um, what they were playing. And three years later, now I have Dish, um, and yeah. I'm, like, sweating profusely in front of you guys. And so here we are. <laughs> no We're need. all sweating together. Yeah, we are all sweating. Yeah. You should see my armpits. But you've got, like, I mean, those are two very different places, yeah. right? So yeah. talk to us about Paper Plane. Let's go there first, because it's, I mean, for folks who have not experienced it, it used to be next to our old podcast studio, so we would wander in all the time, and I would snag a bottle of wine to bring into the studio, right. or a coffee, or a snack. Super or support so that, So many by the provisions. Way. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Again, yeah, we support you. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so I, I kind of always, like, when I was working for Reeds, I fell in love, and I, like, did, like, a little stint under the table at Common Market for a little while. Mm-hmm. And I just, like, love what markets do yeah. for the, like, communities that they're in, and they're all super different. Um, and so I had this, like, whole notion that at some point I would want to open a market that would be good for a community, that would be a part of it. Um, and I wound up, like um, – uh, working for my friend's catering company after I left Reeds for like a year mm. and my contract with them was coming to like the end and the coffee shop that had been in what is paper plane now was going out of business and I got approached by the landlord and the people that own that about this opportunity to basically take it over flip it and turn it into something that was mine oh. Um, and we started looking at kind of like the demographics of everything, like all the boring stuff aside, I was like, I think this would make a good little like market bodega. Um, and I really wanted it to be an unalienating place. Like I wanted it to be somewhere where you could walk in, get a shot in the morning and an egg sandwich or a cup of coffee. Shot of espresso or like a (laughs) No, like a shot. Your choice. Um, (laughs) Good morning. Um, and that, yeah. (laughs) Good afternoon. Um, that and I wanted it to be this place that was super comfortable for everyone to be in because while I love the other markets that are in the city, um, some of them don't make you feel super included when you walk in. Mm. Um, and I am really big on hospitality and customer service and people and so yeah, we're coming for you, clicky markets. <laughs> yeah, right. What are you doing? There are some. Let's Why won't you serve me a very, shot at eight a.m.? Right. Go. Most of them don't have liquor either. Which That's is, true. That was my big thing. I was like, nah, I am a debaucherous human. Yes. Tagline. Liquor. Paper we plane. have to have liquor. 100%. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. So you can get a little bit of everything in there. And I, I agree. I think those types of places are going to be different wherever they are because they're for that community. Yeah. So you can right. tell the difference, right? Yeah. And it was like, so we opened right before the pandemic shut a lot of stuff down. Mm-hmm. Um, and it became like this crazy opportunity it, like in disguise to be very active for our community. Um, and I think that it's what really has made Paper Plane the place that it is. Mm. Like, it's a very small place. It's run by very small staff that love it. Mm. Um, and we have like some of the most amazing regular customers that have followed us through this like three, like you guys just said, it's been yeah. like three years yeah. since you guys have been doing this. Like, it, they've followed us for almost three years because like we hung on and, and gave away toilet paper and wow. you know made sure that there were fresh fruits and vegetables available that they didn't have to go out of the neighborhood for and like listen to people's stories and talk to them about the fact that they were scared during the pandemic yeah. and then yelled at people about putting masks on for like 17 <laughs> months or whatever it was but like the whole thing was just a really like like crazy opportunity in disguise to do the thing that I really wanted it to do. And it's still, it's still doing it, which is nice. Absolutely. Yeah. And Go ahead. Yeah. I, w- I was thinking a little bit about all of the different provisions that you have. So, you know, when you walk into paper plane, you can get a sandwich, like you said, and uh, one of our friends loves the pastrami situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> just a little <laughs> shout out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I just love like walking around and seeing a lot of like locally sourced or, or regionally sourced, you know, snacks and, and other things. So could you tell us a little bit about like the work that goes into sourcing those products and then also like maybe some shout outs about where you, where you get those from? Yeah, so, um, I mean, there's a bunch of different ways to source stuff in the industry, right? Um, I'm really big on networking and community within the industry. The The culinary community and the food and beverage industry in Charlotte is very small and tight-knit. Um, and so, 
Like I, when I was opening Plane, I had people refer me to like coffee vendors and other people. And I'm also so driven by community um, that when I was picking who I was going to work with or who I was going to carry, especially in the beginning, for big things like especially our coffee, I was very much so looking for somebody whose mission and vision of their company lined up with what we wanted to do. Um, Like Tony at Enderly Coffee. Enderly, big old shout out to Tony. Hey, Um, Tony. He's an amazing human being. um, And he does great stuff for everybody he partners with. Um, You know, and he came in and was doing like trainings for all of my staff on the machines and like with his coffee and his his, uh, roasts, like programming all of our equipment for us. And it was just amazing. And so like, like it's probably not the most glamorous answer, but like I go people first and then product that lines up with them. Um, and I go a lot off of the networking and the, the industry and the community. So I think we use Enderly for coffee. I use a couple of different bakeries, um, Whitworth and Finn. Mm-hmm. We use Canham Sweets, which is out of like Fort, Fort Mill, um, mm-hmm. both uh, small female owned. Um, yeah. And then we use a lot of like local wine and beer distributors or we buy direct from breweries. So that was, I mean, it's, it's not the most glamorous answer, but it's probably the, the truest. We're not, we looking, are. Yeah. We're, yeah. we're not looking for a red carpet here. Yeah. You know, <laughs> we are definitely more interested in like the actual truth. Cause I think those are the types of stories that. that, there we go, <laughs> drop that truth girl. Cause yeah. we, those are things that the patrons, unless they have these conversations or just know someone who works there. They may not even think about how all those things come together. Right. So it, like we've always said, the more you know about something, the more you can appreciate it. So yeah. knowing that that's the care that's going in, I mean, coffee can be great. It can be mediocre. But if I know the background of the people who made it and I know what they're passionate about, I think that just, it's like the little miracle fruit. Like it makes everything taste a little that's sweeter, right? right? Exactly. Like, <laughs> well, and again, I think what what we have continued to hear from so many of our guests is the importance of community, right? In the way I said that was really with community. Importance, importance of community. Community. Um, but but that, is, that is what's happening here, is that Charlotte is trying to be a really big city, and we've got some things that make us a big city, but to your point, like there is still a really uh, condensed or consolidated um, community for each different kind of area within yeah. the city. And, and so... Those things kind of cross every once in a while, but where you can have regulars and experiences and people that you know, um, it it just makes this city so special, and and yep. I love that. And so I think we all are, are looking for community, and I mm-hmm. think everybody who we've had on the podcast has been that kind of yeah. minded person. Yeah, um, I mean, I think that that's the thing that sets the small business sector of this all apart. Mm. Truthfully. Um, I actually listened to an episode of your podcast earlier today. Um, Which one? Listen to the one with Paul from High Tide. Oh, yeah, we love Paul. Shout out, Paul. High Tide is, they're like headquartered at uh, the Huga in Belmont, which mm-hmm. used to be mm-hmm. Advent, which is near Plain now. Yep. yep. Um, and like he echoed basically the exact same thing. Like their mission statement and what he does there is exactly the same thing that lines up with me. Love Paul. He's great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that the, uh, the community, I don't know if people realize how tight the community is too. Yeah. Like, uh, talking about truth bombs, don't fuck over other people in the community. Yeah. Bad idea. <laughs> Coming for you. <laughs> and that's why we don't badmouth anything. We do not. We keep it positive. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we're going to be in here with crickets. Uh, if you can't say something nice, don't say anything at all. That's right. That's Talk our, about absorbent That's napkins. our philosophy. There's so much good stuff in the community yeah. that... Mm-hmm. It's just... It's we, not worth our breath. It's not worth the breath to talk shit about anybody. Even if you had a bad experience. We were just talking about this with Heidi. 
Um, if you have a bad experience, go back and try it again. If it's still not for you, then shut up. Just it's don't, gonna, yeah. just shut up. Yeah. She yeah. didn't say that because she's lovely. She was like, just don't write about it. You know, there's a, there's a way to approach that with kindness and with wanting to infuse what you want to see in the community in the way that you're interacting with it. So mm-hmm. I think that's, that's at least the role that we try to play as both advocates and consumers of the community at large. <laughs> Feed me good food. That's all I want. That's all I want. Yeah, I think that uh, I think that's a really solid approach. Um, I would, I mean, I'm curious if you guys ever touched on like the Google reviews with Heidi or anything like that, or if anybody has given y'all so, opinions on what they think. Of. Well, yeah. so what we talked about yeah. was that you know this entire influencer culture is you know more focused internally on you getting likes and getting reshares and retweets, et cetera, and that may influence you to be more inflammatory or. It, we we did talk about like the more followers you have, you can end someone's career with a bad mm-hmm. review, oh, yeah. and it, the stakes are so high now yeah. Yeah. where they weren't before, and and so yeah, we talked about that, and and Heidi gave some great advice. I recommend everybody go back and listen yeah, to that episode. Oh, definitely go listen to that yeah. episode. Actually, yeah, shout out Heidi. Yeah. Um. So, what's the best thing on the menu? If I've never been to paper before, or planes, you're calling it planes. Paper, uh, paper plane, paper. Well, either paper. Right. Uh, we get called plane a lot. We, just call it we can't call it PP. We can't call it. It gets called. They gave away toilet paper. It'll respond to all of this. All right, cool. But like, if I've never been there before, what do I? What do I go in and order that will give me a good snapshot of what the place is about? Can I give you mine? Oh yeah, BLT. Okay, BLT. I was gonna go either BLT or my. It's hard. I really love our tuna melt. Yeah. Okay. It sounds like no one is ever like, man, I just really want a tuna melt. I'm I like, always, I really want a tuna melt. A good tuna I melt. I want though. a tuna melt right now. And then for something that's like the most adventurous that plane gets, because it was always just supposed to be like simple, convenient yeah. kinds are, is our like tagline. Um, and so like, I think the most adventurous sandwich we have on the menu is, uh, I think it's the beat goes on now. It used to have a different name, but it's, Balsamic braised beets. Oh, that's a great face you're making. Um, <laughs> goat, goat cheese, mm-hmm. red onion, mm. arugula, and hot honey. 90% Ooh. of those things Jen loves. I love 90% of those things. You got a problem with beets, I Jen? I fucking hate a beet, dude. <laughs> uh, my tagline is, fuck that beet. Listen, miracle, <laughs> that beet. miracle bury that beet. Yeah, oh there God. you go. Happens. It might fuck the rest of that it, sandwich up, though. True. It might. Yeah. Maybe I just need to try it. But it's, see, it's already kind of weirdly What's sweet. What's your problem with beets, man? I, Want them Earthiness. to fall off the She's face not a, of the earth. I mean, here's the thing: a lot of root vegetables you're not a big fan of. I you don't, don't like. That's how I feel either. about Hunt's ketchup, but you know, I'm a Heinz girl. Heinz all day. If, yeah. I, if y'all had said no Hunt's, I would have taken the headphones off and walked. That's out fair. Of the studio. I'll be Steaks honest. I don't know that I have a brand affiliation. Okay, we don't have time for my okay. like 19 okay. levels of div- like. What is of can, ketchup? I ask, ketchup? can I ask oh, this one thing though? Can I ask this one thing though? Like the McDonald's packets. Okay, that's like they're not bad. They're super sweet. They're not as, I don't think they're as sweet no? as Hunt's, no. If okay. I'm like, if you yeah. have to, like, divinity level ketchup is like three day old opened glass bottle room temperature Heinz. Yeah. yeah. Solid. Like, I mean, that's With me crust at around the top yeah, yeah, to show yeah, yeah. that time has passed. Yes. You have to like karate <laughs> chop it to on get my, it yes. On my Ritz cracker crusted deep fried fish. That's oh, what man. I had as a kid with love that, that exact, at my, the local cafeteria I every will, Friday night. I, I will eat that it. on anything. Anything. I don't care. Spoon out of a packet. Solid. There's also different levels of Heinz, like that are like that's the that's yeah, the three top. Day old, that's open. The t- three day old glass bottle open crust what? to show the time has yeah. passed, and then how would you like bouge that title? Because let's so like when people talk about a PB and J, they're like deconstructed with like a a ground nut such and such. Like how, what would you say about this like this open air like 
dry fermented uh, tomato <laughs> emulsion. That's exactly how somebody would say that. And then the, you would go back in the back and they would just be like this it's glass bottle ketchup, of vines yeah. on the line. And the chef would be like, what? Um, I, like I judge this. the shit out of chefs who are like, I make my own ketchup. I'm like, no, the fuck you don't. Stop saying that. First off, if you do, you're wrong. It's just you wrong. Told, you're wasting your time. You're Stop wasting it. your time. The craft has been perfected. Yeah, they're like the second to last on the ranking is people who make their own ketchup yeah. and hunts. I Dang. love this so That's much, sad. and we need to have her back for every hot takes episode we ever do. <laughs> so I want to hear about other people. Set of a conversation that I did not know. Oh, yeah. We were... If you if you've got a, a rebuttal to Amanda, please call us at our number nine eight zero two zero two two six six zero. Call us, leave us a voicemail. She's, she's coming, coming after you. She's not hunts. You. <laughs> not hunts. Don't you? I want to hear your thoughts. Not Hellman's. No, not Hellman's. Is Hellman's even a ketchup brand? No, I think mayonnaise. I just noticed mayo. mayonnaise. So oh, okay. it's just like it's Heinz ketchup, French's mustard, Duke's mayonnaise, Holy okay, Trinity cool. of condiments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. French's okay. is clearly well, unless it's Lusty Monk. But if we're talking regular ass yellow, just regular ass yellow, yeah. Yeah. Lusty Monk sauce, fantastic. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Oh. oh yeah, I'll come back for a condiment episode. Oh, we should do that. that last for that. I'm way more. <laughs> we should do that. Condiment. Can we do yeah, like I'm a blind Amanda tasting on condiments? Yeah. That's what we're doing. This is. I'm happening on that. Now. Oh, this is gonna be super fun. Let's get like like our three friend chefs and like everybody taste and then everybody fight. I actually had a roommate who had this entire theory that Duke's was sweeter than Hellman's and that he didn't like Duke's mayonnaise because it was sweeter. Duke's is sugar free. Yeah, Hellman's has say, like two no or sugar. three grams, hey, I think, hey. per serving in it. So I made him do a blind taste test just to prove that he was wrong. I know it's because it's what super could it be keto that's friendly. Doing right? <laughs> I was going to say it must <laughs> be fattiness. There's annihilating mayonnaise in my keto day. It's just like, there's no reason why I didn't lose like, weight. Jen, that's not soup. That's <laughs> no, mayonnaise. No, no, no. <laughs> Anything is a soup if you if you, you try hard enough. Food. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Put it in a bowl. Eat it with a. It's a. It's a. I think beets are keto friendly. I don't care. I would uh, sooner jump in front of a bus, I think. <laughs> yeah. I, and you know, it's not that I... That's how I, I feel about hunts. I understand. There Understood. we go. See, and everybody's got their everybody's thing. Got their thing. Abby's got her things. I've got mine. Cilantro. cilantro. I'd rather cilantro. chew off my own arm than eat there cilantro. Oh, wow. Yeah. Isn't that tough? Okay. That's, that's a it's lot. It's not even... Yeah. I would I would love to love it. My brain and... Your touch. face says something different yep. right now. I I, honestly, <laughs> it ruins my life that I cannot stand it because mm. there's so many things that have cilantro in it and I would just love to have a street taco, y'all. As is, instead of going, oh, Is shit. parsley any better? Can you replace it? I can. Parsley's still, like, on the cusp, but it's not nearly as aversive to me as cilantro. Like but green it's onion, on we that. get out the same. Just something, like, flavorful green and crunchy jam. and green, yeah. Well, that's the thing. Street taco with just the raw white onion, solid. Yeah. That's it. That's all I want. Okay. I'm good. I'm so sad for you right now. But, like, yeah. when I go to an it's Indian restaurant and I want I garlic naan, oh. surprise, they always put cilantro on the garlic. Like, I, it's, it's not, yep. it doesn't say that. So then I get sad. So I have to get plain naan. And I want the garlic one. I'm really sorry. Why? (laughs) They even do that at Trader Joe's with the freezer section. Oh, my gosh. You can't get away. You can't escape it. So I have to make it myself. I hope you pick it off one little flake at a time. I do. And it's very annoying for myself Is it like, and this is just a side track because I'm Mm -hmm. fascinated by this. Is it like just even the flavor of something that cilantro has touched? It can be. Or is so, it just... So I will say, if it's been cooked into something, mm. it's easier for me to consume. So like with Indian food, a lot of times, even if they put like fresh garnish on like hot curry, yeah. it's been like it killed enough into the, the sauce that like it's edible. So it's yeah. like fresh. But if it's fresh, it's okay. the worst. Okay. Absolute no, worst. Enough. Good to know. I, don't I really when I, I don't s- make avocado uh, on even my guacamole it has no cilantro in it ever. But I don't think that I mean you don't need a ton of it in that. 
All but I like, have is like trying to think if there's anything besides Hunt's ketchup that I dislike yeah. that much. There's no like I, no, I mean, me. I got nothing. That's it. Yeah. Well, cool. Yeah, I think self awareness is key. Beets, cilantro, beets, cilantro, Hunt's, Hunt's ketchup. ketchup. But she also have like mushrooms. Uh, but I have found some mushrooms I you like. Have. I haven't found a cilantro I like. That's fair. Is mushrooms a texture thing? Or is that a flavor thing? It's both. Okay. And so I, I have enjoyed some enoki mushrooms at, okay. uh, that have been like really nice and crispy-fied. Yeah, yeah. Um, had some amazing ones at Night Bell in Asheville that were incredible. Lion's um, Mane. Lion's Mane. Shout out to Chef yep. Canaponte. And then where did I have some really good ones recently? Girl, I don't know. I feel like you were with me. I feel like I wouldn't get a mushroom if you weren't with me anyway. You it's have, not important. You have. But it's I'm always proud of you. I always try. I always come in... <laughs> Guns blazing. Yeah. I'm ready to just shove whatever it is That's in my mouth. That's the thing. We, we will still try it. That's sort of our motto try here. It anyway. Let's try it anyway. And the worst you can do is not like it and then move on with your life. But at least you're not a baby about it. All right. So where are we going next? Dish. I want to talk about dish because it's one talk of about my dish. favorite places okay. ever. Okay. Wow. About dish. So dish is a Charlotte staple. Institution. Institution. Yeah. It is. How uh, did you get tucked in with this world here? Um, so uh, Lewis Donald of Sweet Lou's Barbecue mm-hmm. was part of the ownership group that bought Dish in 2019 mm-hmm. from uh, Penny and Maggie, who mm-hmm. owned and operated it for, I think it was 17 years. Yeah. Was that, that point, from Inception? Mm-hmm. Okay, so they cool. were the, fun fact, by the way, Penny also owned Tremont Music Hall. Oh, right? Okay, awesome. Um, and like, we actually just did some painting in Dish, um, but like some of the, some of the uh, backroom paint colors that were just like wildly all over the place. Yeah. It's because Penny um, bought like scratch and dent paint all the time. And, like, nice. That's, like, this is that's what, what that's like just what there was. I was like, that explains the magenta yeah. blue thing that's <laughs> happening here. I think I'm disoriented. I was <laughs> like, yeah, I was like, this feels wrong, but right. And I'm not sure. Um, yeah, Keep lots so, of Midwood weird, y'all. Right. <laughs> yeah. Super weird. Um, From inception. Yeah. It's always been that way. I love it. Um, but yeah, so Lou wanted to. Uh, focus more on barbecue mm-hmm. um, and I kind of got some wind of that um, and Dish was you know you know, <sighs> Plaza's changing a lot the city's yeah. changing a lot mm-hmm. right um, and some of the local restaurants in and around the city and especially in Plaza right now with all of the influx of new that's happening are struggling a little bit um, and Dish needed um, some more hands-on uh, love and yeah. some more attention um, and, uh, being from here and I live in Plaza and plane is like a half mile, mile, maybe down the road. Yeah. Um, I was like, you know, the worst thing that could happen in this city right now is that we lose something that has history because mm-hmm. we don't have a lot of it. Um, and I like threw my hat in the ring and was like, I would really like for the, like, I was like, I would really like to, to get my hands on this basically. Um, yeah, I just, I don't know. There's something about that weird yellow building, man. It's so special. I I can tell you that. So when I first moved here, my dad came to visit and he was like, we've got to eat at these places that were on diners, diners, drive-ins and dives. Right. And dish was one of them. And so he was happy as a clam to just walk into this super cute little yellow building and, and just order whatever. And so that was my first time going to dish too. And I I didn't live in Plaza at the time. I just lived somewhere in university like everybody does when they move here. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) Or now South end. (laughs) Exactly. Um, I wish I was that cool when I moved here. I was not. Um, anyway, so I, that's when I first had the Cajun meatloaf and it just like was delicious. And Mm. so I was just like, okay, this place has my attention yeah i'm gonna come here more and i will and I annihilate some meatloaf yeah you will yep yeah 
Our, her husband, Jeff, makes some incredible meatloaf. Nice. Oh, my God. And I'm seeing, like, notes here about Asian-style things coming, and he does, like, hoisin, oh, yeah, hoisin yeah. instead yeah. of ketchup. That's that's a great our, our late night right? meatloaf, Yeah, our late-night meatloaf right now is a, uh, like, sweet and sour cheer wine glaze on oh, it. Well, we serve that over grits instead of mashed potatoes. Whoa. Yeah, the late-night menu is definitely <laughs> funky. What time does that start? I know. <laughs> Um, it, we run our late night from Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Normally starts at like nine. Damn it, Wednesday. This is a sign yeah, to I me of, of good things to come because one of the things that sucks about being a like younger person, it sucked. I'm not that anymore. When I moved here and was a young person, and back like, in my day, back in my day, <laughs> there was very there were very few options for like late night food. So yeah. th- this is now becoming a thing, and you're sort of leading the charge there. And it's not trash food. It's good food. So, it's not Domino's. No offense, Domino's. It's trash. Right. Um, but yeah, that's There that's was just incredible. this, like, wait. There's nothing happened in Charlotte because it's such a banking city, and it's so corporate. After, like, 10 p.m., even on the yeah. weekends, there's, like, no food. Yeah. yeah it's and so gone. as somebody who came up in the industry and was getting off super late all the time, yeah. I was always like, where's their late night food? Sir Ed's? Yeah, has late night yeah. food and it's good late night food as yep. well. But there's like one maybe in every little pocket, and you have to like if you know you know yeah, kind of a yeah. thing. And that's kind of our late night menu's been like that a little bit because we've been trying to work some kinks out on it. But yeah, we wanted to do something that was like still kind of like dish but funky. And then the the Asian influence thing comes from the fact that that building before Dish, the longest standing restaurants in there were were Chinese restaurants oh nice yeah and like the um the hotoy i think was the longest running it was the oriental i believe before that um hotoy and the family that owned operated hotoy still owns the building awesome um and their son ray is our one of my partners that's Um, fantastic and they're super passionate about keeping like small local ownership in the building and so like we wanted to do something to pay a little bit of homage to like what had come in through the building before and also like asian and southern cuisine have a lot of things that line up closely Mm -hmm. so it's an e it's kind of an easy mashup talk to me about this yeah yeah so there's like a lot of there's like a lot of pickling there's a lot of like really great sauce work and stuff like that so um you know we also like i think my favorite thing like just to segue this way on that late night menu is a uh, chef's choice dish called the dish it out it is no dietary restrictions no refunds Uh, you don't get to know what you eat we just make you food i love this Um, kind of eating and like you just you sit down you order the dish it out and it has been everything from like some crazy fried rice concoctions to like caviar and like it does it just doesn't matter like we'll just do like so if you walked in and and the chef made us a beet cilantro and Hunt's ketchup. <laughs> That's on y'all. I mean, no refunds. no refunds. No refunds. No refunds. And like the other, like it's, and it's always like, it's always the same price. It's, yeah. I think it's like 14 bucks. It's okay. whatever. I, I have it's thrown away things for, for $14 all the time. Yeah. yeah. I just parked in a parking lot that I'm only using <laughs> an hour for. Great. Same. It started, the, the concept behind that too started, um, I ran a food stall from like, the summer of 2021 to 2022 at devil's logic called the hanger. Um, yes. and we had a di- we had a, a dish on there called the fuck around and find out. <laughs> and it was 10 bucks. It was the same thing. It was, and it was like, you would get anything from like crazy sliders to like a crunch wrap to like, we made like black truffle potato gnocchi once. Hell yeah. And so, so like, like, it just was whatever we decided so tomorrow to make. at nine o'clock. I know. Like <laughs> you're, after your, after your wine dinner, meet me at yeah. the dish and we'll <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to have legs for that, but at some point, <laughs> 
Uh, I'll crawl my way up there. You can come have a sleepover. Um, that's a great idea. <laughs> we wanted to do uh, a thing. Bike and binge? Bike and binge. Yeah, we still haven't done which it. Which maybe we'll work on the name, but. Um, <laughs> it's not a healthy name. <laughs> rolling true. around in Plaza Midwood on our bicycles. Uh, and try not Mine's to an electric bike because I'm not yeah. healthy. <laughs> try not to get hit by cars. I was going to say, like, it's still plaza. It's still yeah. plaza. Still plaza. So power in numbers. Like, I won't go by myself. But, like, anytime Binge and I'm... stroll is probably safer. Just going to yeah, throw that one I'm ready for the social fair. district situation to happen yes. so I can really yes. stroll. That would be awesome. So I can strut. Strut it. Uh, yeah, the social yeah. district thing would be great. Honestly. I can't wait. I hope they're, they're working it's on it because I haven't heard any news lately. Uh, I mean, if we're going to be a big city... Right. We might as well be a big city. I mean, the little cities have it. Savannah. The little cities have it, but we also have that. Savannah parties like a big city, though. They do. Yeah. But we've got that, the different neighborhood styles that just mm. lend themselves so well to that. Because no one's getting in their cars right. to drive from place to place in South End. You just go there no. for the exactly. evening, right? So I think that would that would go a long way with, I think, reducing some of the congestion I in those areas. completely agree. Um, I'm not a... Not a city employee, but I feel like there's just there's got to be a better maybe way. Maybe they listen. I was going to say, they listen. hey, social city. districting. Yeah, we're it. for it. Small Do businesses it. would like that. Try it. <laughs> Try it. So anyway. many bachelorette parties. <laughs> Try it anyway. Oh and, God, I mean, that think would about, be a whole thing. Yeah. Think, to your point, though, like I mean, we have these kind of boroughs in our districts yep. that that you know the city in its urban planning years and years ago, decades ago, were really pushing for. Yeah. It's like we're like New York, you know, mm-hmm. but. If you're going to make that happen, make it self-contained in a way that really makes sense. And the best way is to keep people in the neighborhood. Yep. Yeah. And what better way, yep. right? Keep Agreed. me walking around with a beer in my hand. Not me a beer, but like a cocktail. I mean, like, I'm going to be real. Plaza already does this. It's just yeah. not right. legal. Right. It's just not exactly. legal. Right. <laughs> no one's stopping. Look, if they're not going to pull over somebody with their taillight out, they better not pull me over mm-hmm. for like sipping on something. That's all I mean, like, the number of people I watch walk through the Wells Fargo parking lot with a 40. I'm like, 100. we are already a social district. Right. We, we should just go ahead and embrace it. At any given time, have a sangria on the bicycle when we're rolling around because that's half the fun. My husband and I do a lot of bike riding, so we usually, if it's like a Saturday and we're going to roll around from neighborhood to neighborhood and stop at different places, we've got a little road soda with us. So I love it. Don't tell anyone that. But oh, I won't. <laughs> you heard yeah, no nothing. One, no one will know about that at all. Yeah, it's still probably yeah. illegal social distancing, but anyway, you create your own fun. Uh, so help us out there, City of Charlotte. Yeah, listen. Listen to listen to us. Where do you turn to stay in touch with the city around you? Broadcast news isn't what it used to be. And commercial radio doesn't scratch that itch. If only there was one place you could get it all. When you want. Wherever you want. On your schedule, there is the Queen City Podcast Network. Listen to your city on your schedule at queencitypodcastnetwork.com and everywhere you get your podcasts. All right, so Amanda, you clearly said that you get bored easily. Um, yeah. What's next? Where are you going? What are you going to do? Um, well, right now there's a, not a whole lot on the books for 2023, oh, which God. is kind of weird. Are you okay? No, I'm not, actually. 
Anyone need a consultant? I, I, yeah. yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, okay, okay. Lean into that too. I want to hear about like what that looks like. What's a day in the life of someone consulting in this, in, in this industry? Oh, I mean, it just really, it depends on what you're doing. I mean, I've done everything from like, you know, consulting on menus for people to workplace culture consultations awesome. for the hospitality industry to helping uh, brand a Bloody Mary line. Um, so cool. Yeah, that one, that, that was really, really fun. <laughs> actually, very fun. It's called The Morning After. Um, where yeah. can I find this? Um, actually, uh, she's in a couple of markets around. I gotta. I would have to ask her. Okay. It's, been a, it's been a minute. Okay. You've got so, our contact information. Yeah, so I, I need that. I need that in my life. I love it. And it's bloody. really good, too. Mm. Um, so, I mean, it just... It depends, you know, what you're doing. Yeah. Um, I've been hired for anything from like um, a month worth of work and you kind of just like consulting's great because you show up and you yeah. tell people like your opinion, which I love to do. Um, <laughs> and then they either take it and run with it and they pay you money for that and they're like, hey, that was awesome. Or they pay you money and they don't do anything about it yeah. and then you go away. Yes. <laughs> and it's not your problem anymore. This is and you're my like, and then you thing. watch it from the background yeah. and you were either really right or really wrong. Yeah. Have and you ever like, had those moments of, I told you so? Yes. I've also had those moments of, like, you were incredibly wrong. I hate <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, God. I hate it so bad. I'm like, oh, you were wrong. Good job. What's like so? Give us an example. And you don't have to name names. Protect the innocent here. But like, what's it? What's something that you just got horribly wrong? And then I want the other side of that. Like something that you just absolutely oh, nailed. Okay, I'm gonna. Th- I'll throw me under the bus on this one. Um, okay. There is a bar in South End that I did some consulting work for, um, and I was involved in this project for like the better part of a year and a half through the pandemic. And it's arguably some of the worst work I've ever done in my career. <laughs> And I'm like, and it, they they wound up going a totally different direction. I had to bow out of it because I was like, I just could not get it right. Yeah. I was like, sweet God, there's like <laughs> so many owners. I can't at all figure out what you guys want. Because if I'm consulting for somebody, and typically the first thing I do is ask what their vision is. Yeah. And if their vision doesn't line up on some level with how I operate, I'll just bow out before I even get involved. Sure. I'll just be like, hey, we're not going to work well together. Yeah. If the only thing you want to do is make money, I'm super not your girl. If you're going to make money and do something else, we can probably figure this out. Um, but yeah, the, yeah, I, I really fucked that up <laughs> hard. Like, I won't go into this bar ever. First off, I don't really go into South End. Right. It's not my thing. We can avoid it. But if I can avoid South End, I yeah. will. Um, but like, yeah, I'll never, I don't know if I'll ever go in there. Yeah. Um, I saw them in Dish. And oh, I legit just stayed in the back. I was like, I think that, <laughs> took one like, of the plates off the wall and just the like, walk-in's walk- dirty right I'm now. I'm just gonna go uh, clean uh, something. Oh, that's great. It's like actually <laughs> Look at this floor. the worst work I've done in my career. And I've done I, I, in the beginning of my career it was questionable too. So, um, and what was the other one? Was the flip side? Was yeah, like, was that, it, like right? what's some of the best stuff that like you're most proud of is with the consulting stuff. Obviously, paper plane and dish, super successful. But when it comes to the consulting, because you've done so many things, what's something that stands out as like, that was just a slam dunk. I nailed that. Yeah. I mean, the, uh, as small as the Bloody Mary project was to begin with, I, re- I really am proud of that one. Like I did um, the branding work for her on that and like really got that messaging right. Um, and so that was great. And I worked before that, like the beginning of 2020 with um, a nonprofit mushroom farm that okay. we were doing fun. some like, yeah. And uh we got the the we were talking about how to distribute mm-hmm. for them um and how to like approach sales that would like drive revenue back into their nonprofit in the right way per their volume and really nerdy stuff um yeah, and oh, so yeah. awesome. i was like um i was like well you should approach these mass distributors and try and get contracts with these guys and then 2020 
just derailed a lot of that. And they started doing the opposite of what I said that they should do mm. because they had to. Yeah. And they hated it. It was still fine. It did okay, but it was not their thing. And then I found out, like, I think at the beginning of 2021, um, that they had gotten contracts with what I thought they should be doing. And I was like, yes. Yes. Because they're great people. They're doing this fun, phenomenal thing. Yeah. And I was like, oh, we got, I did, I did get it right. Yeah. It, Fuck the pandemic. Yeah, yeah exactly. like, despite ha-ha. the pandemic. We quite a lot of people. <laughs> so we, we won't hold that one against you. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. And I think, you know, you're coming at all of these different projects with so many different perspectives and angles. And it's, I think it's fascinating as someone who has only, I've been a server, so I know some aspect oh, of God, the I food service. I could never. I'm a, I would ter- I'm a terrible server. It's a hard job. It's hard, and it's I'm not good at it. It's I love just, people, but no. It's exhausting. You. And you've got to – I did it in college, so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm well recovered by now. But <laughs> but my, my only point is that there's just so many things to think about, so many aspects of running a business and also a business that is food service related. That's just – there's nuance there that I think yeah. experience really – I think – just listening to you talk about all the different things that you've done, I just think I respect the hell out of that, that you've been oh, able to you. sort of come at it from all those yeah. different sides. Yeah. I, uh, you ever like do something and in the moment you like can not, you hate it. You can't yeah. stand it. Uh-huh. And it's like you're in every part of you is like, this is just not my thing. Why my, am I doing this? My entire year running performance management for a corporation. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so ooh. while I like really got so much experience out of the job I had towards like the last four years I worked for Reed's, yeah. I could never trade that experience for anything. And it was so varied. Dear Lord, did I hate that job. <laughs> it was awful. I am not a production chef. Like I yeah. got, you can talk about getting bored. I, we started out with like one store and I was in a warehouse kitchen producing all of this like chicken salad and stuff. And I was like, this will progress your career. And I was just like really trying yeah. to talk myself up about it. And by the time I left, we were producing like 120 products and I had to convince them to buy another, like one of our uh, vendors companies so that I could rebrand it and wholesale it because I was bored. Wow. Yeah. Um, but like the varied amount of experience that came out of that terrible position yeah. for me completely had no idea how much value it yeah. had at the time. That's the thing. Yeah. You got to pay your dues. Performance management right? was terrible at the time, <laughs> yeah. but I learned so much from that. And like two gross. years later, you're like, crap. Yeah, that was oh. what that was for. Those were the yeah. lessons. Uh, yeah. Oh, I learned when I didn't Learning. even know it. Uh, and then you have to be like mildly thankful for that thing that you're like, crap. Yeah, oh, but then you don't want to ever go back there and and and, you know. and those oh, lessons God. are important too. Yeah. yeah, those are very important lessons. I mean, that's growth, and it's I think, you know, in my professional world, it's it's similar where like I've done the grunt work of project management and all that stuff that I now lead. And so I have an appreciation for the folks that are still doing that, yeah. right? Regardless of whether they're on my team or a different team, I think that empathy for like, I know what it takes to yeah. do this job. I've done it. And it gives you the respect that you need to really hold a position where you're telling other people what they right. should be doing. Right. They know that you know what you're talking about and you're not going to lead them astray because you don't care. Well, I think that's the the other thing that sets certain restaurateurs or small business owners aside, truthfully, is like if you haven't actually worked, I've watched so many people open businesses that have, especially restaurants that have no experience in them. Mm-hmm. And they expect things out of people that they would never ask of themselves. Sure. And they don't understand like how nuanced this industry can be right. and how overly complicated for such a simple task as feeding another human. Mm. Right. Um, and they're, it, it winds up creating these like mass problems for them with their staff or their man, like in their management, because 
they don't know. They can't, there's like a language barrier yeah. between that owner and yeah. the expectation and the reality of the person who is on the line. Um, and then you get owners who have experienced it and the conversations are different yep. and the way that they behave is different. Um, and it's just a much like it's, it's a much healthier experience. I feel like this is, this is actually why sometimes this tinfoil hat in my situation. Okay. This is one of my conspiracy theories that I believe and I have nothing <laughs> to prove this. this. Is going. I have nothing to prove this, but when I see a, a restaurant or, you know, something in the industry come up and then collapse very quickly and go out of business. Mm. A lot of times I wonder if that's the situation is that it's it's like the somebody trying to cash in on the industry and, mm. a, and a concept at the time when it's hot. And if they're not speaking the language, then they can't have the team that can make it successful. Yeah. You can have the vision, possibly. But yeah. if you don't have that's that other enough. component, yeah, that's yeah. not enough. And so sometimes I wonder these places, because I think there are some places that are amazing, have all the right people, and it's just not the right time. Or yeah. like, there's other things happening. But I do like to think that the ones that like crash quickly, it's just like, it's because you didn't know what you <laughs> were sure doing. sure it goes deep. Like, I can even tell dining with someone at a restaurant if they've worked I'm, in a yeah. restaurant. Right. And it, I, sometimes I am mortified, and I'm like, we are not going in there. It is 9.30. They close at 10. And they're like, yeah. what? No. I'm like, we're oh, not. Yeah. We will not. I remember us <laughs> having empty, this conversation. Yeah. I will not do it. Yeah. I can't yeah. do it. I am mortified because I know the feeling. Yeah. I know the feeling. Yep. And I just, it's not worth it. We'll go somewhere else. <laughs> I've watched a lot of people. So it's a people industry, right? Mm-hmm. So like the biggest thing that you have in this industry, like the thing that gives you the, the best ROI is your is your staff and your yeah. employees and like those are the people that carry the vision and the mission and everything else yep. onto like and into service for people. Those are the like hospitality ambassadors, right? Oh yeah. Those are the people that that you want to really understand what you're doing, what you're doing. Um, and so like a lot of times I have seen people just really undervalue mm-hmm. um, people and think that they're just like a line item on a PL. And it's like, mm-hmm. well, they are to a degree, but also like if you're not having the right conversations with them and if they don't feel like they matter, mm-hmm. then you're never going to get the ROI that you're going to get out of that. And then you're, you're just going to turn over that employee constantly. Mm-hmm. And like, to your point, that's a lot of what happens um, with people in this industry. You can have like, you can have the right concept and have the wrong conversation mm-hmm. And it will never take off. Yeah. There's yeah. an X factor here that no one's talking about because it's it's really easy to to try and put this on paper, but there are components that just can never be, yeah. you know, as concrete. It's hard work. Yeah, I think. that scares yeah, people. I think so. I mean, I'm starving. Where should I eat tonight? Yeah, what's up? Ooh, Where are um, going? What kind of food do you want to eat? I like all food. Okay, um, <laughs> not mushrooms. So like not mushrooms. I'll eat and any. I'll, again, beets. I will um, try them. So <laughs> if if you were like, this is the most to yeah. die for mushroom dish I've ever had, then I would absolutely no hesitation try it. I would do that. Too. I don't want to like, do what it. What are your um, favorites? What are your staples? Yeah. What are some of those pay it forward go tos? Uh, I'm a huge fan of yume. Mm-hmm. Um, love yume a whole lot. Yeah. Really like the truffle salmon. Um, it sounds we, it's very good. We would probably really enjoy that. They I used to only have that on their like happy hour menu. Now it's on all the time. Um, I am also a big fan of Sir Ed's, um, yes. as I previously said. I like doing trivia there, Mondays. Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't know they did trivia yeah, on Mondays. Monday nights. Um, There's nothing going on on Mondays. That's amazing. Sir Ed's. All right, now we know. <laughs> um, let's see. What else? Um, God, I hope God, it's just like such a hard question. And I already knew I was going to get asked this, too. <laughs> Um, my pro- I like the problem is that I almost always just want to eat sushi. We too also, and it's feel like such the it's the most expensive problem. Um, 
Baku's actually really good right now too. Yeah, um, I've actually never been to Baku, and highly I see recommend. It all the time. Yeah, there. we That's should make South that Park? happen. Yeah, it's like right behind the mall. Yeah, yeah. you, you yeah. drive past it on Sharon when you're near Mizu. Yeah, haven't yeah. tried Mizu yet. We love Mizu. Yeah, yeah, that's I've heard where really I've had good the good stuff. enoki mushrooms. Okay, so beautiful trying. view. Yeah. Um, Super lovely people. It's, we, it's we a nice sunset. Like right yeah. when it when it opened oh, yeah. up, and they, I think, shared the idea of really taking care of your people. Yeah. And we talked to I don't even remember his name at this point. I have to go back oh, and listen no, to the episode, yeah. but. Um, I think it was the GM who came yeah. back and, and talked to us and sort of told us his vision for hiring. I think our our server was also a flight attendant. Yeah. And it it was this whole conversation around how like caring for people mm-hmm. is what's important and, and people can learn how to present menu items. Yeah. And everybody who came to the table was so knowledgeable. The food runner was explaining things to us like he was the chef. Like yeah. it was, we thought he was the chef. It was marvelous yeah. from top cool. to bottom. So That's definitely check cool. that place out. Yeah. Um, oh, Growlers. Growlers nice. yes. Love Growlers. Solid. Yeah. Absolutely solid. I mean, I pretty much like rotate through all of those. Well, let me, let me yeah. say this. Those tacos I, are good. I live in Plaza Midwood. So if I was going to go to Dish tonight, what should I eat? Mm. Yeah. What's like your... That's the best now, thing on and, the menu. And again, Late night, dish not, it out. But it's Wednesday. But it's, so I can't because yeah. I would. And also, it's really hard for me to stay up past 9 <laughs> she o'clock. Is, but. Uh, she is early to bed. Um, What's your favorite 4 o'clock dinner? Yeah. <laughs> Bluebird <laughs> special. <laughs> Honestly, that's like that's kind of dish sometimes. Exactly. Uh, we have multiple different yeah. demographics I'm sure to roll through. Do. I'm all of them. Um, yeah, we have a 95-year-old customer who eats with us like twice a day. Oh, my His name God. name is Bob. Bob. I don't know if you've seen Bob in Plaza. Bob goes to Giddy Goat a lot too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I mean, so we a lot of the classics are still there. The meatloaf is solid. Um, we never, we didn't change. I didn't go in and change like the the recipes for any of that stuff. Uh, changed some of how they were prepared. So I think the meatloaf might be a little bit better now, Ooh, just yeah. for the sake of like how we handle it. Um, and honestly, the chicken and dumplings, I think, cool. yeah, also a good staple. So. Yeah, here on the dumpling. 71 degree February day, yeah. a nice yeah. warm bowl of chicken. <laughs> you know, look, like all day, person, every day. I'll eat soup no matter what season all day, it is. Every day. Look, I'm not, I like, I, I just think that we improved the process of the chicken dumplings a lot, so I'm proud of it. Yeah. Um, I probably wouldn't eat it on a 71 degree day, though. I'm not going to okay. lie. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It's fighting words. There's a beet salad. <laughs> yep. <laughs> there really is, though. Um, I'll be okay. Like, I'm I will just... eat it. <laughs> No problem. I'll try it, but you just, it's, so it's, it's like me putting a glass of wine that I'm enjoying in front of you and saying, try this. And then you being like, okay. <laughs> and I just know, like, you're like, I'm going to be a good sport about this. That's me. Yeah. I'll, okay. I'll try yeah, it. But. Absolutely. You're probably not going to order it for yourself, but you'll I try a bite of mine. Burton's. Mm-hmm. Love that place. Yep. And <laughs> I was at the bar, the, the bartender said, we were having this conversation about beets, and she said, oh, but our beet salad's so good. I'll, I'll bring you, like, a little sample of it. You have to taste it and tell me what you think. And I could not lie to her. I was like, it's, I can't. It's nothing personal. Like, I just want to fuck that beet. Like, I just I can't, <laughs> yeah. cannot do. Yep. So I'll Don't. talk to my therapist later. Well, I, I yeah. will not ask you to eat the beet salad. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Trauma or something. I don't know. Um, there's oh, also man. a really good pork dish on right now. Tell me more. Um, so a pork tenderloin with a miso maple glaze and oh. miso pecans. It's like a choice of two sides. Sounds amazing. Yeah. I love a place with good southern sides. Yes. Like we have a you ton can do a vegetable sides. plate. Yeah. Like meat and three kind of deal. Like that is just 
there is there is a special place in my heart for that kind of food. I think just there it is. feels comforting. It is, and that for some reason always works on a seventy degree day. One hundred um, like veg plate. Yeah, from, yeah, it does oh, always yeah. work on a, on a oh, seventy yeah. degree Doesn't day. Doesn't matter what the temperature is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Veg plate's always going to work. Well, I think I know what I'm doing for dinner. There you go. Get your veggie plate, girl. <laughs> Can I get four fried okras, please? Oh my God. <laughs> fried okra is the only application of okra that I enjoy. You know, into that slime. In the little pops of, like, look at me. I'm like a chia seed. Pickled I can do, I mean. I love pickled okra. I can do it when it's cut on the bias and it's not like the whole thing. Like let the slime out. Let the slime drain. <laughs> this is getting gross. Sorry. Uh, yeah, but no, I think, I think elevated southern comfort food is like one of the best things on planet Earth. So I'm excited to go check that out. Yeah. Well, come on down. Awesome. Yeah. I'm gonna stay up, stay up later for late night. Oh, we're coming. I'm doing it. <laughs> we're coming. I'll come up and keep you up. Yeah, at come the hang house out, and, we'll... and then yeah, you want to come help me? Pay? We're not riding our bikes at night. No, I won't do that. <laughs> I'm scared. Won't. They're That's too a scared. Wish. Yeah, I won't. Uh, we're gonna be on the news. Awesome. So Amanda, if if our listeners want to find you and and sort of learn what next what your projects are that are coming up, uh, is there anything that we can uh, direct them to? Any social media accounts um i am personally not very active on social media cool. but Solid. paper plane is and paper so plane. is dish so it's paper plane delayed market awesome it's our handle on instagram and then uh eat at dish sweet yeah so go eat at dish and then follow them yeah, yeah. at dish awesome. and then take pictures and then tag us in it and let us know what you got at yeah. dish and paper plane. try the beats try the beat salad thanks for the support great. Yeah. absolutely <laughs> just don't start asking about ketchup because uh, no, they do not have well. hunts. Ketchup. No, we don't. We have glass bottle Heinz. Glass bottle Heinz. I love it. Yeah. So. Take care of that problem. Yep. Awesome. Well, Amanda, thank you so much for thank joining us. Much. This is an absolute pleasure. I cannot wait to eat all the good food we've been talking about. And for this here batch, my name is Jen. My name is Abby. And this has been Amused Bush. QueenCityPodcastNetwork.com. dot com.